Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for checking out the Nun Report today, man. It is Monday, and you know, I try not to complain too much. I try not to get you know down on you know like like attitude or myself or whatever. But man, this has been one of those Mondays. It's just been one thing after another. Tech glitches. It's been. <laughs> It's, it's been just trying to get a show together so I could do something today. I almost blew it off. I almost said, you know what? It, it was it was not a huge, massive news cycle anyway. It's a lot of little stuff, uh, but they are important things. But at the same time, it's, man, I, I just want to put out a quality show, and I almost blew it off. And then I was like, you know what? No. No, you're going to do this. I'm still my, – my studio is still in disarray right now. We're making a transition over to new hardware, new software, uh, got a full-time producer coming on board, Scott King. Can't wait to have him. He's working behind the scenes right now to get everything up and running as far as the production and engineering goes. And uh, so anyway, bear with me now. I know every day it looks a little different because every day that's because my old equipment is in a different place because the new equipment is taking over my space. Oh, anyway, so then the, then the software glitched out. I had to reboot a couple of times. Wah, 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 wah. I know, I know, man. I'm just, I'm just whining. But uh, thanks for bearing with me there while I vented out some frustrations. And man, I tell you, it, it, this is not an easy thing to do. It's a fun thing to do. Some days it's easy. Some days it's not easy at all. Some days it's, it's, it's really, it's really kind of, kind of complicated and frustrating. This started out to be one of those days. So anyway, a typical Monday. Usually I start off Monday saying, by, wow, man, what a, so much news that we gathered over the weekend. We've got, I've got a loaded show. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. Well, you know, I mean, we have the updates on, on the war in Israel. We have a couple of updates on Ukraine. We have, you know, of course, the breaking, the biggest breaking news is as, as, as well as the sun rising, Mike Pence also dropped out of the presidential race, and we're going to cover that. But, um, you know, there's some weird things going on on campus, but nothing, nothing that really hasn't been circulating through the news cycle here uh, for, for a while, for, for weeks even. And I, I feel like I'm almost kind of just repeating some of the information and trying to find a new angle on different things every day. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to bring it to you. I'm going to bring some clips to you. I'm going to bring some uh, ideas and thoughts to you, uh, particularly when it comes to uh, foreign aid and funding wars and the, just the continual march toward conflict globally while at the same time we're keeping our southern border completely wide open for terrorists, including people from Syria and Iran and China, to just walk into our country completely unvetted. You know, they, they say they're vetting them down there. They're not. There's no vetting going on. Are, are you kidding me? You can't possibly say that they're vetting every single person that comes across this border when there's over 200,000 every month. And those are the documented ones. Then you have the gotaways. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a mess. But let's start off with, you know, I'm sure that, that you were uh, – very distraught, as was I, when I heard that Mike Pence was dropping out of the presidential race. I was, you, you know, for, for the three or four voters out there that were planning on voting for him, my condolences. I know that you gave him a lot of support. Hopefully you didn't give him any money. But here, here, here he is giving his uh, sermon on how now just wasn't the time and, and uh, 
you know, God, I prayed and this and that. And yeah, this is, I'm going to play it for you. I had to watch it. If you haven't watched it yet, you're going to have to watch it too. If not, you can fast forward. Check it out. I just couldn't sit this one out. But the Bible tells us that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. Traveling across the country over the past six months, I came here to say it's become clear to me. This is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Now, I'm leaving this campaign, but let me promise you, I will never leave the fight for conservative values, and I will never stop fighting to elect principled Republican leaders to every office in the land. Unless it's Trump. So help me God. Oh, good grief. I guess I didn't listen to the whole clip and realize that 20 seconds at the end of it was uh, the seal clap for the person that never had a chance to begin with. Good grief. So help me God. Now it's just not the right time for me. Dude, there is no right time for you. Okay? There is no right time for you to be president of the United States. No matter how much praying you do. And, uh... You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun of you or, or say that you're not a godly man. I'm sure you are, but I, I think that's pretty pathetic how you went about your, how about how you went about your uh, bowing out of something that you should have never been a part of to begin with. Well, President Trump had this to say. He he had uh, response to Mike Pence dropping out, and uh, actually, it's not uh, it's not President Trump. It's, it's my friend Sean Ferris. He sounds he sounds an awful lot about uh, an awful lot like President Trump. Check it out. So long, farewell, Alveda Zane. Goodbye. Mike Pence is dropping out. He's dropping out. He never had a chance. He never had a chance like Crooked Joe on a flight of stairs. Never had a chance like AOC on the SATs. Never had a shot like Eric Swalwell on a crowded elevator. You know what I'm talking about. We call him his flatulence. You know what I'm talking about. Mike Pence is dropping out, and now he and the fly that landed on his head. You know, flies are drawn to sugar, honey, iced tea. He and the fly can spend some time together in the landfill of history. Mike Pence is dropping out. And so I say, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Goodbye, good riddance, and let's make America great again. Believe me. Believe me. I believe you, man. I do. I totally believe you. We're going to make America great again. we got to get Trump back in office 2024. Trump 2024. I'm on the Trump train. I'm with Trump. You guys know that. Come on. The ones who know me know that. Yes, I enjoy Vivek's ideas. I enjoy his energy. I enjoy his youth. I think he is a good sign toward the future of the America First movement. Awesome. But don't get me wrong. I can can still be a Trump dude and on the Trump train and still be except other ideas and, and thoughts from other candidates, unless, of course, that are Mike Pence, because I don't listen to Mike Pence. Over there, you know, we have George Soros, who's funding 
you know, by the way, this guy's a, you know, we have a Nazi who is, uh, he has funneled over $15 million to pro Hamas organizations through Open Society Foundations. The report goes on. Suffice it to say, you know what this guy is, man. He is a snake in the grass. He is a, a, a Nazi. He is a Hamas and terrorist sympathizer, and he is out to destroy the United States of America. He also funds a lot of the NGOs that are moving massive migrant trains up from uh, Central America up into the, the southern border and into the United States. Man, this this guy is no good. He also happens to fund a lot of the universities and gives them grants and whatnot that are churning out people who hate America, people who hate Western ideals, people who do not they don't think they don't believe in American exceptionalism. They think that actually exceptionalism is bad. That us trying to be better than everybody else somehow puts everybody else down. When in fact it just lifts us up and makes everybody else better. It's not a hard concept to, to understand, man. It works. The, the 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 cream rises to the crop, and then everybody else rises to the cream. Okay, that that's how it is. That's how it's always been. Or you can go the communist route and the the China route and the North Korea route and bring everybody down to the lowest common denominator, which is what this Biden regime and the extreme commie Democrats are trying to do. We got war going on on two fronts now. You know, it was supposed to be Trump that was starting the wars, but uh, it turned out not to be. It turned out not to be. But we have a message for them. And here's our war strategy, by the way, as far as Iran goes. Kamala Harris piped in, and she has the same uh, the same policies that we have uh, that, that Joe Biden has. At least they're on the same page. So this is the U.S. foreign policy as far as it comes to Iran. Check it out. What's the message to Iran? Don't. As President Biden said, just don't. Exactly. One word. Pretty straightforward. Don't. <laughs> don't what? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is their entire foreign policy to uh, the the you know regional threat over their Middle East. Now, now make no mistake, man. We would mop the floor with Iran. They are they're a back assward place. They have no uh, method to uh, project their power into another area other than propping up terrorist organizations such as Hamas or Hezbollah. That's how they project their power. They they, they cannot. It's not like they're going to go take over a country. They, they don't have the logistical means or the ability to go do that. They can't project their power beyond their own borders except through terrorism. But, uh, and we would mop the floor with them. But that doesn't mean we want to do that. We don't want to go there. We have a, to have a little better plan than, than don't. You know, don't you think? The fact is that under Trump, there were no new wars started. In fact, we were... We were moving out of engagements we had a plan a good plan to pull out of with out of with out of uh, Afghanistan that did not involve leaving tons of equipment behind it did not involve 13 marines getting killed and it did not involve a preset date where everybody knew when it was going to happen and they could just mow through the country and and take it back over as the Taliban did this is a uh, a veteran tried to point this out to a news host, uh, and this is this is their response. They laughed it off. They just laughed it off, and then tried to explain why 
It just wasn't true. Check it out. The California, this is James, line for Democrats. Good morning. You're on with Mar Rudman and James Carafano. Yes, good morning. Uh, I spent 20 years in the U.S. Navy from 1980 to 2000. And my question is, uh, why under Donald Trump we had no war in Israel and no war in Ukraine, but under Biden we have two wars? I think it's... James Carafano, do you want to start well, with that? He's a Democrat, so that... <laughs> they laugh. a very troubling statement. Uh, and highly inaccurate in terms of how the world works and functions. Under Donald Trump, we had Russia uh, wildly empowered uh, in its <laughs> actions in the world. And thank God that President Trump was. Russia was wildly empowered when Trump was in office, yet they did not invade Ukraine while Trump was in office. How about that? Mm. Not president when Russia invaded Ukraine this time. Uh, because uh, we could easily have seen all of NATO um, involved and, uh, and had a president of the United States that wouldn't necessarily be protecting us against Russia. Um, and so further emboldening Russia and China, the most serious uh, threats to U.S. national security. That's them making the being apologists for the fact that Biden has allowed two global conflicts to erupt while he was in office. Look, the United States is the leader of the world, period. And where we go, others follow, or where we don't go, others will fill the void. We did not maintain a position of strength. We did not project strength. Once again, Biden Biden came in with the same policies as Obama, which was appeasement and acquiesce to our enemies. We're going to give you money. We're going to release our aid. We're going to do this and that. And then they take that as weakness, and they're going to take advantage of it. Of course they are. Of course they are. And uh, it's just sad. Remember when Biden said this? He was the one who threatened that Trump was going to lead us into war with Iran and World War III. The world has changed because of what Trump has done. And the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is, know how much he's misrepresented, know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is there's a lot at stake in this election. Yeah. That was back in 2020. He ran on the fact that Trump's going to get us into war with Iran if, if you don't elect me. And now who's getting us into war with Iran, huh? Where are we closest at now? Check this. Echo's report. Check it out. One of the ironies is that uh, as a American Jew, you're safer in Saudi Arabia right now than you are on a college campus like Columbia University. Former senior Trump advisor Jared Kushner on Sunday morning futures yesterday as anti-Semitic sentiment spreads across American college campuses. And now the FBI is investigating a violent threat against Jewish students posted on the bulletin board at Cornell University. Alexis McAdam is following the story live in New York City. Alexis, was this directly related to the university? Dana, right now this morning, they're trying to figure out exactly who posted that. It was on a student message board, but it wasn't affiliated with the university. So a lot of people waking up there on the campus are worried for their safety, which we'll get to more on that in a second. But we know, Dana, that a lot of these campuses, right, have been the epicenter of ongoing protests like here at Columbia University. Now Cornell University increasing security on campus at the Student Jewish Center there after the school says a series of, quote, horrendous anti-Semitic messages were posted on an online discussion. Of course, that's what's going to happen. 
understand, this is because all, all right, Hamas was emboldened to do what they did on October 7th because of the weakness of the United States. Because, I mean, think about this. Iran, when, when Trump left office, they were producing about 100,000 barrels of oil a day. Almost nothing because of our sanctions. Now they're producing over 6 million barrels which has given them a ton of revenue on top of Joe Biden's attack on the domestic energy industry, which increased prices worldwide because he had his attack on oil. So now, not only are they selling a ton of oil, they're selling it at a premium price. They are flush right now. And when they, Iran has a lot of money, history has shown that they pump it in to their paramilitaries and their terrorist organizations that they have around the world. And that's exactly what they've done. It is Biden's fault that Hamas, that, that Iran was able to fund Hamas, and then we give them $6 billion. Eh, no problem. We're just going to release that. So every signal that they got was that they could do whatever they want and spend their money however they want, and they did it as they always do, by funding terrorist organizations, which emboldened Hamas to do what they did in Israel and has caused the Israeli conflict with Hamas. This is 100% Biden's fault. And It's spilling over into the United States in the form of anti-Semitism like we have never, ever seen in this country. We've never seen anti-Semitism to the degree that we have right now, especially on college campuses and within our youth, but also in the city streets when it comes to all of the Muslims we've allowed to immigrate unfettered into this country. But when you when you look at the the universities, it, it's it's no wonder they're doing what they do because they've been taught to hate America and hate the West and hate capitalism and hate exceptionalism their entire lives, and especially in the upper education. And so when something like this comes around, oh, Israel bad! Look at what they're doing. Free Palestine. By the way, Palestine is not a country, never has been. Here's what uh, Kirby had Jewish to say. Jewish students at Cornell University, and this is just one example, by the Tragic. way, were targeted in these online threats. That included threats to shoot Jewish students uh, at their kosher dining hall, so that building's now closed off. We've seen a number of anti-Semitic threats since the war began here. How, did, how does the White House characterize the threat to our Jewish community here at home, and what will the White House do to try to keep them safe? That threat's rising, Poppy, no question about it. I mean, in 2022, there were more anti-Semitic events in this country uh, than there had been since 1979. And in this year, in 23, we continue to see that rise. It's dangerous. It's unacceptable. Uh, anywhere in the world, certainly here in the United States of America. And so what we're doing is we're working very closely at a federal level with state and local authorities to be able to better identify threats uh, to the Jewish community and disrupt them before they can... They can uh, they- so Kirby admits that anti-Semitism has risen under the Biden regime. It's more, it's, there's more anti-Semitism in the United States in 2022 than there was since 1979. So there you have it, right there. White House spokesperson telling you straight up that yes, there is more anti-Semitism under our administration than there has been since 1979. There you go. In their own words. From the horse's mouth, so to speak. And, and then 
oh, but we're doing everything we can to identify it. Oh, really? Are you doing as much to identify it as you did to go after J6 protesters? You're still chasing down people who are just on the Capitol grounds peacefully walking around. You've you've invested resources into that for the last three years, almost. Are you putting that much effort into combating anti-Semitism? An incident happened at Cornell University. That's where a lot of this is, is surrounding. But it's also happening at Columbia. It's happening at Harvard. It's happening at Yale. It's happening at universities, especially the the crusty ones across the country. They are the absolute worst. You have these, these American-hating, spoiled little shits who've never had to work for anything in their lives, who've had everything handed to them, who don't understand what it's like to actually work for a living or actually build something that's worth a shit. And they just, oh, here's a new cause. Yeah, free Palestine. Queers for the Palestines. That's the one that really cracks me up. But at Cornell, we had, uh, same clip. Sorry about that. Can't wait till uh, Scott is fully on board and takes care of this shit for me. They can't even go to their uh, kosher lunch hall because of threats that were made on their their uh, their website, their, their internal uh, blog. Cornell Hillel is aware of threatening statements that was directed, excuse me, that were directed toward the building at 104 West, which houses the university's kosher and multicultural dining hall, as well as more generally, generally toward Jewish students, faculty, and staff. The Cornell University administration has made has been made aware of this concerning language, and the Cornell Police Department is monitoring the situation and is on site at 104 West to provide additional security as a precaution at this time. You know, universities, who, this is a safe place for everybody. We protect everybody. We, we, we're all inclusive, blah, 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 fucking blah. At this time, we advise that students and staff avoid the building out of an abundance of caution. We will continue to provide updates as additional information becomes available. So there you have it. There, uh, you know, Jews, be careful out there because you can't even go to the dining hall there at Cornell University. Meanwhile, this is over at Harvard. You got this punk. He's you know it's been it's been a big thing around the world even to take down signs of missing Israelis. So people are putting up these people are missing, and then you have assholes like this going around tearing down the signs. And this is happening all over the world. But check this out. This is the attitude. Here's another college punk, never done anything in his life. He's got his face covered. He's, I mean, (sighs) who raised these kids? Anytime I see those signs, you know what I do? I rip them down. You rip them down? I I want to say your name? All signs that y'all post up, guess what I do? Rip them, spit on them. Oh, you don't care about innocent hostages taken by murder and rapists? What about, uh... All those Palestinian babies. I care about those Palestinian babies that are being murdered by Hamas and jihad, Islamic jihad hands. I do care about them. You don't. Really. I love Hamas. I think Hamas. Oh, you love a terrorist Israel organization. Fucking sand Interesting. Harvard Square, everyone. I think Hamas should blow the fuck out of Israel. I think they're all dirty, dirty animals. That's and not anti-Semitism. That's not anti-Semitism. They should be all exterminated. Thank you. Every single one of them, and all their right. kids, their mothers, their children, everybody. Just Horrifying. like Hitler. Thank did. you for proving our Save, point. Have a lovely night. Thanks. 
They should all be exterminated. Mother, fathers, children, line them up, exterminate them. Is that not hate speech? You know, they want to go after, you know, if you, if you say that the Constitution is great and you love the Second Amendment, you want to make America great again, MAGA was hate speech. You couldn't even say MAGA on Facebook in 2020 and after. You got, you got suspended. They were censoring the term MAGA as if it's a bad thing, make America great again. But you got this guy walking around calling for the extermination of Jews. You don't think history can repeat itself? You don't think that can happen here? You don't think that can happen again? And not just against Jews, by the way. Against anybody that disagrees with a totalitarian regime who's in power and has the majority. Oh, it can happen. Let's hope it doesn't. This was in Chicago. So there's a battle between uh, Hamas supporting Muslims and Jews. So there you go. And there are Hamas supporting people. Then you have this. This is the one that cracks me up the most. (laughs) This is at a, a queer. These are queers or transgenders or something along those lines. And somehow they think that, uh, in fact, I'm going to put up this this other picture while we're at it at the same time because um, does somebody want to tell them what what they're doing because uh, I don't think they understand I don't think they understand check this out So who's going to tell them? Or should they just go over? I think they should go visit. See if there's a good rooftop for them or something. I, th- I heard that they like those people like to hang out on, or at least fall off of rooftops over there. In tragic news, 
and this is what hasn't been tragic. Everything I've talked about so far since Sean Farish has been tragic. I should have saved, I guess I should have saved the lightness. I started off the show with a little bit of weirdness and lightness, but maybe I should have saved that for the middle to give us a break from just the constant barrage of tragedy that's going on. But unfortunately, I mean, that, that's kind of what's going on right now. The uh, young woman, Shani Luke, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. I'm trying the best I can. But you remember the infamous images of her being paraded around Gaza in the back of a, a, uh, a truck, Jeep or whatever, in her underwear. Uh, appeared as if both of her legs were broken, a chunk of her head was bashed in. They paraded her around for uh, others to spit on and to hit and to punch and to uh, defecate on. She was, uh, you know, kidnapped at that music festival, which ironically was for peace. She, so she's been confirmed dead. It's sad, you know, Hamas, Hamas sent out a message to uh, the West and to her family that, oh, no, she's still alive, but in critical care. And it turns out she was dead all along. How cruel is that? So you had false hope with this mother, if you all remember. And the fact is uh, she was dead. The Israeli military told the family a DNA sample of a recovered skull fragment was confirmed to be hers. Her murder, along with the murder of hundreds of other civilians, has been praised by leftists as decolonization in action. See, they're okay with this sort of behavior because, after all, the Israelis are have colonized land that's not theirs, which couldn't be further from the truth. It's been theirs since... 2000 BC, they have occupied this land. I mean, if you want to go that far back and say that they're occupiers, that's that's one thing. It's been an occupation since 2000 BC. So if you want to look at it as an occupation, fine. Go ahead and look at it as an occupation. All right, we're going to move on now to a little different, a uh, little bit of, uh, going to chill out here a little bit. I did save a little bit of weirdness here for the middle. And the... Uh, uh, and then we'll, we'll get on with some of what the world leaders are saying about the, the crisis in the Middle East. And then some information on Joe Biden, who addressed, uh, you know, once again, Kamala Harris uh, got up there with him and he addressed the nation. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was not pretty. But let's take a look at this first. Um, Joe had this to say about, you know, he's he's been busy a lot. I mean, he has been traveling a lot lately, a lot. And and he, he made sure to let everybody know. Going around the world a lot lately. <laughs> it's good to be home. He's been overseas a total of one day in October. I've been traveling a lot lately. I've been all around the world. Yeah, I bet you uh, spent thousands of hours with Xi Jinping and also drove an Amtrak train around the country. He's been overseas for a total of one day. Flight time doesn't count. That was his trip to Israel. 
Now, I think he's confusing maybe his his worldwide travel. I think he, he thinks that going to Delaware every weekend includes worldwide travel. If you count his travel to Delaware, yeah, he's traveled a hell of a fuck ton of time. Because he's going to Delaware all the time. Whereas doctors are treating him and who knows what's going on up there in Delaware. But he goes there every single weekend. Puts a lid on everything. Bam, I'm out, gone. But... According to Carrie Jean-Pierre, he's doing the work while he's up there. Fortunately, he did safely navigate the large stairs. Watch. This is cool. It's impressive. No. I mean, I was almost kind of rooting for him. He was having a good day. He didn't have to take the short stairs. <laughs> oh, man. State Department uh, Representative Matt Miller had this to say about the possibility of refugees from Gaza ending up in the United States. He did not rule it out. So here you go. Uh, get ready for Palestinian refugees here in the United States. This is the precursor. This is to soften the blow. This is to let everybody know that, yes, this could possibly happen so that when it does, everybody doesn't freak out. Check it we out. We have had to make clear when you have regional instability like like uh, like we have here, we have to make uh, reasonable planning expectations for the possibility of refugees. Um, but we have made quite clear that our position is that Palestinians uh, deserve the right to stay on Palestinian land. So we're preparing for refugees. Okay. All right. Here's what the leader of Hamas has to say about what's going on. And as you would expect, it's uh, exactly what you exactly what you would expect. So ch- check this out. We're going to we're going to listen to him and then we're going to get uh then we're going to hear what Netanyahu has to says say about a ceasefire and how that's a completely no go. That is not going to happen. Uh, but first let's hear from the leader of Hamas here right now. وهذا سؤال رائج وشائع يعني من قام بتشييد 500 كيلومتر من الأنفاق لماذا لم يشيد مآوي يلجأ إليها المدنيون خلال القصف نحن شيدنا الأنفاق لأنه لا نملك ما ندفع به عن أنفسنا من القتل والاستهداف هذه الأنفاق من أجل أن نحمي أنفسنا من الطائرات نحمي مقاتلين من الأنفاق أما أما القطاع غزة فأنت تعلم والجميع يعلم بأنه 75% منه لاجئين واللاجئين هو مسؤولية الأمم المتحدة في حمايتهم مسؤولية الاحتلال في أن يقدم كل تبعا لاتفاقيات جنيف الدولية أن يقدم لهم كل الخدمات وهم تحت الاحتلال So that's a Hamas leadership not their leader, but their leadership, saying that even though we're the elected government, even though that we are governing the Gaza Strip, that it's not our responsibility to take care of 75% of the population. That's the responsibility of the UN. You know who UN gets most of their money from? The U.S. So we're funding. It's basically what he's saying. It's the United States' responsibility to take care of the people in Gaza while Hamas goes around terrorizing people. They need to be stamped from the face of the earth. They need to be ruined. And Netanyahu agrees. Check this out. 
I want to make clear Israel's position regarding a ceasefire. Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor or after the terrorist attack of 9-11, Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7th. Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war, a war for our common future. Today we draw a line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism. It is a time for everyone to decide where they stand. Israel will stand against the forces of barbarism until victory. I hope and pray that civilized nations everywhere will back this fight. Because Israel's fight is your fight. Because if Hamas and Iran's axis of evil win, you will be their next target. That's why Israel's victory will be your victory. But make no mistake, regardless of who stands with Israel, Israel will fight until this battle is... Yeah. So you have all the politicians, all the institutions, all the liberals standing for Ukraine. They have no problem with us sending hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine and perpetuating endless war over there that's costing hundreds of thousands of lives. That's all good. But don't you dare, don't you dare support Israel and their just cause. This guy in the UK, he he had enough. The Palestinians hung up a flag on one of their statues. Kudos to you, dude. There needs to be more of this. You can't leave him up there. We're going to have to call the fire brigade. You can't leave him up there. You're breaking the law leaving him up there. He's not breaking the law being up there. They took his ladder, by the way. Palestinian, pro-Palestinian people do. Get your well shit done. off my statue. Absolute legend. Yeah. Enough, man. This is not your country. The, the country over there does not belong to you. You know, you, you, you non-citizen protesters here or those who refuse to assimilate to this country, it's not for you. And, and speaking of assimilating, I'm sure that's going to be much different here. I'm sure the 8 million people that we've let in, many of whom are refugees from uh, Africa and the Middle East and South Muslim refugees, I'm sure they're going to assimilate here because that worked so fine in all the other countries that they invaded. Right? We're going to shift gears a little bit. This is a, uh, this is a school teacher. Uh, 
I'm just gonna let you watch. Hi there. My name's Katie, and I am a non-binary teacher. This isn't what I'd normally wear to teach, but we're closed down today for cleaning. Thanks, COVID. But anyway, I wanted to show you guys a little something and tell you about a project that I'm doing. It's an older video, but yes. This is my classroom. I'm pretty fond of it. It's looking a little spare right now. But we're in a bit of a transition as far as holidays go. And this is my classroom library. And as you can see, it has a lot of books, but there's one big problem with it. None of them look or act or feel like me. So you can help by going to me. the link in my profile and donating to my Donors Tubes project to get more LGBTQ plus friendly books in our school from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade. Thanks. A teacher who's soliciting money through a GoFundMe so that she can buy LGBTQ books to put in her classroom because there's nothing there that represents me, 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 me. That's what it is with these guys. It's always about me. It's always about themselves. It's never about anybody else unless, of course, it's you know transitioning them or making them do something that they don't want to do. Uh, President Biden spoke today. Kamala Harris, uh, I, I, I swore I got these things all lined up and, and resized. I am sorry. I apologize. Kamala Harris introduces Joe Biden. President Biden is a leader with a vision for our future. He has the ambition to meet the challenges of the moment here and around the globe. And he has the courage and skill to lead us forward, including on AI. Including on AI. This is where they announced that the government is going to take control of all AI that private industry can't. And then she continued with this. She couldn't help but cackle. Check it out. And there are many ways to define the leadership of our president, Joe Biden. As even a quick review of his most recent... <laughs> as even a quick review of his most recent victory... Okay then. <laughs> then Joe came up and had he had this uh, American leadership and the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation can what? take away. Proving once again that America's strength is not just the power of its example, but the example of its power. Let's hear that again one more time. I didn't I didn't understand it, do you? American leadership and the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation can take away. Proving once again that America's strength is not just the power of its example, but the example of its power. The United States is not just an example of power, but it's a power of its example, or whatever the hell it was he said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then this was this was actually a good moment. Um, this was Joe Biden, probably in one of his better moments that I've seen. He, he actually attempted to make a joke, and it was a good it was a good one. This is regarding AI. 
This what the whole talk was today about the government takeover of the AI and regulation of uh, future generations of AI. Check this out. This is this is actually pretty good. It's already happening. AI devices are being used to deceive people. Deep fakes use AI generated audio and video to smear reputations, speak for spreads fake news, and commit fraud. With AI, fraudsters can take three second, and you all know this, three second recording of your voice. I've watched one of me on a couple of times. I said, when the hell did I say that? (laughs) Okay, that's the best line of his entire presidency. I'm not kidding you. That is the most on-spot delivery and and, and successful attempt at humor that he has delivered in his entire presidency, bar none. I mean, that was... That was good. I, I give credit where credit is due. And that actually, I mean, it was better than this. Oh, we're going to go to that story, but not quite yet. It was better than this. Angry Joe. Can you imagine looking at your child? We're changing people's lives. We beat Farmer this year. Think about what you'd think about. How quickly we forget? Takes everything away from you. Without unions, there'd be no middle class. I'm sick of this stuff. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. Not more, fewer. He was a patriot. There is not a single thing we cannot do. Not a single thing. Thank you. Go get him. Okay, that was Angry Joe. That was Angry Joe. I'm going to close out today on a a bit of a... um, I mean, it's not... uh, I'm not going to close out with this. I'm going to warn. I'm bringing this up for uh, for a couple of reasons. I, I'm going to warn you that if you're squeamish at all, if you've seen it, you don't want to see it again. This is about the uh, hockey game where Matt uh, Petgrave basically sliced open the throat of Adam Johnson tragically on the ice. And, and it's uh, I, I mean I don't know I've I've heard a couple of things on this each way I am going to show the unedited video I, I contemplated not I thought about not doing it um, but uh, but I'm going to do it because I mean reality is reality and it's not my job to uh, censor what you do or do not see. If you don't want to see it, then fast forward or turn it off. But this is what happened on the ice. And it is is gruesome. He died. Check it out. I can't believe he actually got up. His artery was just sliced open by a skate. The referee helps him up. Look at that pool of blood. And then a teammate is trying to apply direct pressure onto his neck. Horrific. Now, this particular player that uh, whose skate hit him in the neck, uh, Matt Petgrave, he has a, actually a history of being a very aggressive 
hockey player. In fact, he's spent more minutes in the penalty box than anybody else in the league. So he's a, he's a very dirty player. He's a very aggressive player. Now, that's not, I mean, that's hockey. This is hockey, man. I mean, think about that. This guy just got his neck sliced open, and he's getting up and trying to skate to the bench. That's how gnarly these guys are. He's losing blood that's going to end his life in less than a minute. And he's skating off the ice. I mean, these guys are these guys are intense and crazy. <laughs> they are gnarly. So, but I, I've seen people say, "Well, you know, his his skate nicked the back skate of another skater in front of him, which caused him to fly up in the air, and it was completely accidental." I've also heard, and this is these are from uh, hockey players. And people who are familiar with the sport. I've also heard from the same people. Not, I mean, not the same people, but people who are also hockey players and familiar with the sport. That this was absolutely intentional to take out a player, and he had no business throwing his leg up in the air like this. Here's here's a replay on slow mo. Check it out. So some people are trying to say it was a freak accident that as he was skating in, the tip of his skate nicked the back blade of the, of the opponent in front of him. Look, the white guy, the white shirt. And that, that caused him to flip up, and it was a freak accident that it hit this guy in the neck. I don't know. I suppose the Hockey League will check it out. You know, if... if, uh, if if this was any way intentional or flagrant, he needs to be charged with manslaughter. If it wasn't, you know, then the rest of us need to accept what it is. There are people who know a lot more about this game are going to review this over and over and over again. But it was tragic. This was also tragic. Mitt Romney. He said that many Republicans wanted to vote for Trump's impeachment, but they feared Trump's supporters preventing them from doing so. Imagine that. They actually didn't do something because they feared the voters, the American public, would not vote for them again. <laughs> is this not what America is about? Is that not the definition of, of democracy and a representative republic that, you know, oh, gosh, you know, you better do what we want you to do or we're going to vote you out. They're supposed to fear the voter, you dumbass. They're supposed to fear the fact that, oh, if you don't do what we want you to do, then, yeah, you know what? You might get voted out. That's how it fucking works. <laughs> Mitt Romney. Well, other people didn't agree with Trump, but they feared that they might lose their job if they didn't. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. That's how it's supposed to work. Meanwhile, Hakeem Jeffries talking about election denial. This guy has such a toolbox. But everything is on the ballot. Democracy will be on the ballot, as evidenced by the position that many of the election deniers on the other side of the aisle continue to hold. I don't deny those elections. that They happen all the time. Anybody else know an election denier? I don't know any election, election deniers. But I do know that in 2016, this is all... 
Jeffrey's had to say there is a cloud of illegitimacy around the election of Donald Trump. Russia interfered with our election, attacked our democracy for the sole purpose of artificially placing someone at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They were successful. There was clearly a cloud of illegitimacy hanging over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue that's growing bigger by the day. There's a cloud of illegitimacy that continues to hang over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So-called president of the United States. So-called president. So-called president. So-called president. He spent four years questioning the legitimacy of a Trump presidency. And now has the the, <laughs> the balls to come out and, and say that, uh, you know, we are questioning the presidency or Donald Trump was questioning the election. God, these people. Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. If you've just uh, been listening on the, uh, one of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. I put some stuff up today that was not in the English speaking language. So if you're just listening, you're not going to know what the hell was going on. So you got to be watching the channel so that you can see the captioning on it, right? Rumble.com slash the nun report. I'm on all the socials at the nun report except TikTok. So I don't do that commie BS. And also Twitter, because I lost the there. So on Twitter, I'm just at NunReport, or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. Simple, easy. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. As always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.